Hey everyone, this podcast is part of Story Mode, the podcast network of Gamefully Unemployed. You can support us and gain access to other great exclusive podcasts at patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. That's patreon.com slash g-a-m-e-f-u-l-l-y unemployed, which is spelled like it sounds. All right. 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 Oh, hold on. All right. You son of a bitch. Never mind. No, don't. All right. Hold on. No. Never mind. Hi, everybody. Hello, everyone. My name is David Bell. My name is Tom Ryman. And we just watched Magical Michael. Magi Mike. Yeah. Magic? Yeah. Magic Mike? Sure, it's the one with all the dicks and butts, Tom. The businesses that I manage, they deal exclusively in cash. Wow, busy guy. <laughs> we welcome to stage the one, the only. Magic Mike. You are the husband that they never had. You are that dreamboat guy that never came along. Yes, there are lots of dicks and butts. Yeah. I'm sorry, and, and, and one huge dick, and we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Actually, two huge. <laughs> two huge dicks. One literal and one figurative. Like, too huge? Like, the dick was too no, huge? The, no, or... the numeral two. Oh, like, two dicks, too furious. Mm-hmm. Two dick, too furious, yeah. Yeah. Um... Just helicoptering <laughs> their way. <laughs> through through high octane stunts, yeah, slapping against that nos button. Mmm, gross. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, look, it's Thursday, mm-hmm. and so I need to uh, do a shout out to our patron that made this happen. Uh, thank you to the ghost of Dave Thomas. Thank you, sir. This is a week late uh, because yeah. of things well, that happened. happened. Yeah. There was a there was an attempted coup. I feel like that's reason enough to take a take a moment. Yeah, it was difficult uh, for us to to focus to concentrate on Magic Mike yeah. and all of his. I think I texted you all of his spells. Like, I, I can't watch Magic Mike tonight. <laughs> like I just, it's it was just not the night to do that. Uh, and I'm glad we waited. Yeah, me too. Uh, me too. Yeah. To give it to give it what it deserves, Tom. Have you seen this movie before? Oh yeah, of course. Really? Yes. I'd only seen the sequel. Oh really? Oh, this is a Soderbergh movie. You hadn't seen this? He does he do both of them? No, he doesn't do the second one. Oh, Soderbergh's great. Mm-hmm. Like he ever he does he did fucking goddamn he did Out of Sight he did the Ocean's Eleven he did fucking unsane contagion i don't have to list soderbergh movies right but it's just wild that he does so what such wildly different movies mm-hmm. he did haywire mm-hmm. and this and magic mike and magic mike yeah and he's just like he's such a he's i i know look people know this already but like i just st- like movies like this make me step back and go man this motherfucker just knows how to make movies yeah uh, and he chooses wildly different films and wildly different plots. Mm-hmm. This is all accurate. And yeah, I hadn't seen this before. I didn't. I didn't know uh, it was going to open with Matthew McConaughey just grabbing himself on stage. Hell yeah! 
Yeah, lots of McConaughey playing bongos too, which is yes, which he is plays bongos. His, that's his thing. That's like his jam. Yeah, it's uh, he's perfect. He is perfect. He in is. This movie. Oh man, I can't believe you'd never seen this before. Okay, now I'm like more excited to talk about it. Well, fucking, I saw the sequel. I I think it was Star mm-hmm. who showed yeah, us yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she was like, "You don't have to see the first one," and she wasn't wrong. But I no, now want to see the sequel again, knowing the the lore. Yeah, you know, the, the, to- lore the tone is the, the tone one. is very different too. Like the the second one, uh, we're jumping all over the place. The second one's fucking delightful. It's just such a happy, positive movie. Um, and this yes. mo- this movie's dark. This movie's dark, and it has a morality that I am I I'm unclear on and need to talk about. Yeah, sure. Um, but yeah, for people who I guess haven't seen it. This is about uh, uh, sex workers, specifically uh, exotic male exotic, male exotic dancers. dancers. Yeah, in Tampa, Florida. In Tampa, Florida. Yeah. So, like, you know, just the perfect, just the perfect like location and subject. Right. It's not like um, it's not crappy, but it's not top tier. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And they're, it's they're, right there. The in goal. The, the goal is to get to Miami, which would be you know top tier, right. the big leagues, the big money. So it's like. It, it's there's this guy who's living with his sister i forget his name i don't know anybody's name in this adam except for the except for the one name except for magical uh, magical mike magical michael yeah sorcerer michael yeah <laughs> sorcerer michael mm-hmm. he wasn't magic at all in this he I didn't mean, do one I magic mean, thing listen dave his moves were magic yeah that's true god i am and if you I, disagree I, we can shut off this podcast right no. now I think I've said this before. I've gone on record saying that uh, uh, Channing Tatum, I am, I am on his side. Yeah, no, he's great. Yeah, the Channers. Mm-hmm. He's like the Taters. The Taters. Yeah, he's he is. He cannot do wrong. I've been sad to not see him around as much as I want him to be around. Yeah, he hasn't made a movie in a while. He hasn't, and he really like he's got everything. Fucking Foxcatcher, um, <laughs> and Magic Mike, like those two ends of the spectrum, and everything in between. And he's he's just so he's I don't know he's great, he's fucking great, uh, and he's killing it in this. Yeah, with the dancing. Yes, no, the dancing's great. Yeah, with the exception of Kevin Nash, and that's so funny to me. Which one's Kevin Nash? Kevin Nash is Tarzan. He's a Big Daddy Cool Diesel. Oh yeah, what the fuck is he doing? Um, it's and if you watch him, and there's like there's like two or three brief group numbers, and yeah. if you just watch Tarzan in the background, it is the funniest. It's like a it's a it's another movie. It's like a yeah. a movie within a movie. It is the funniest goddamn thing. <laughs> Kevin Nash is doing his own movie about a guy who just can't dance. Right, no, because he's like... Or about an actor who refused to learn how to dance well, he's for a, a movie. He's a gig- He's like a seven-foot, 50-year-old pro wrestler. So he's like... Yeah. He's jacked, but he can't really move. <laughs> so. Right. That's exactly what he looks like. Yeah. So when he's doing he has his a- version of the moves, it's so... It's like... It's like watching yeah. old people uh, in a square dancing class... <laughs> it's it's fucking funny <laughs> yeah he's he steals every scene he's in though the, the part where he has to tan him up yeah uh, he's gotta he's gotta the tan. yeah he's gotta rub the the shit into his calf yeah that's it's wonderful 
Um, um, all the introductory, that penis pump shot the, is... The penis pump shot is incredible. What, it's, it's someone needs to make a painting of it, mm-hmm. and then I'll buy that painting. Yeah, obviously. Um, it's perfect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is about... It's about um, this guy living at his... For people who haven't seen it, uh, s- living at his sister's, trying to make a buck, meets uh, taters at uh, a construction site, uh, and then sees him again going out. It's it's like a real it's a real like uh, like a real Goodfellas situation. Kind of right? yeah, I would argue that you're starting like, you're kind of starting with the wrong character. Like it's about Mike. And it then, is, but like the, this kid, the protagonist, this kid is, comes into his orbit. Well, the, okay, there's actually multiple protagonists in this because I would say Mike is also a protagonist. Mm-hmm. Um, but this kid is sort of the classic protagonist arc. I feel like at first, at, at fir- first he becomes the villain. He be, yeah exactly and that's it's a really good way of doing it mm-hmm. uh it's like scarface it's he's gets introduced into this world of uh male strippers and he's and he's got nothing going on so he he just he he takes to it very quickly and old mike is showing him the ropes mm-hmm. uh and he meets his sister and there's like clearly a romantic thing there and then it's a lot of people just having conversations intercut with butts. Mm-hmm. Lots of uh, they just do this real glistening butts. Real glistening. Yeah, absolutely. They do this thing where they show the passage of time. I think it's three months. Yes. And they do the cut to black in the next month. And they seem to do those at key moments. I remember um, two of them is Magic Mike is trying to get a loan because... His whole deal is he's been saving up all this money, and he's trying to open like a custom furniture business, mm-hmm. and he gets turned down at the bank. And I remember that one. And then the, one of the next ones is um, his little apprentice is at a party, and he takes a, a drug. It's him. Get, and he's, it's him getting into drugs. Yeah, exactly. And then that's an important cut. They use it to punctuate key moments. Those are the those are the of, only two. Those are the only two, so I didn't miss any. No, no, okay. those are the only two, yeah. Um, yeah, because it's three months, that mm-hmm. makes sense. Yep. And so what that amounts to is um, this guy who Magical Mike uh, got into this scene kind of getting go- spiraling out of control, trying to sell drugs and be coming in the hole for $10,000. Yeah, that's not Magic and Mike so, that does that. That's the kid. That's what I was saying, uh, his apprentice. Oh, uh, okay. And then Mike bails him out. Yes. And Mike ultimately decides not to go to Miami. And this is where I have questions about the moral, but sure. did I miss anything? No, that's basically it. It's just, it's like three months of, of them just working the scene in Tampa, earning money. The kid is spiraling out of control. He's too, and it's, it's a classic, pretty classic, like rock star story. Yeah. Where they bring the kid on and he's like this bright eyed, bushy tailed. Yeah. Uh, His first, they shove him on stage yeah. and he just like. He he comes out. His stripper theme is schlubby guy who doesn't want to undress. Mm-hmm. And I was really hoping that would be his theme throughout. Is like it would just be like dude coming home from work. Yeah. Uh. And, but then he gets into it more. Right. Yeah. And then he becomes like because he's he he starts taking off as his talent. He becomes a real prick. Uh. And then just starts spiraling. Uh, in the lifestyle, the the hard partying lifestyle gone out of control, and at the end of the movie, he's just a fucking prick. Yeah, <laughs> he's just in, completely into it. Right, and he's kind of. <clears throat> I mean, the whole time Matthew McConaughey is kind of a prick. 
And, Matthew McConaughey, uh, yeah, he's he's yes. That dance studio scene, boy, is so good. Oh my god, so many scenes, so many great scenes. But him teaching him how to thrust at a dance studio, my god, to, like it must have been. I don't know, either extremely fun or extremely not fun to work on this film and be like an extra mm-hmm. or just be like a grip and just get to watch all this shit go down. But uh, yeah, that dance scene or dance studio scene is, yeah. is fucking wonderful. It's amazing. Also, I could just watch Channing Tatum go on dates for four hours. Yeah. Just Channing Tatum being charming on dates yeah. that aren't dates, but are totally dates. Yeah. Like... I, I could watch that for fucking ever. Yeah, he's charming as fuck. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. And yeah, most of the movie is just like charming, casual conversation. Mm-hmm. And then like uh, scenes where they do dances. Yeah. And that's the fucking movie. Pretty much. But then it has like, it has like a, uh, I don't know. It, I, I didn't expect it to have this much of a plot just because I had seen the second one. Oh, yeah. The second one is much more. It, it's much breezier and it's just about positivity and, and dancing and it's, it's, right. it's much more playful. It's a very different film. Yeah. Um, uh, things I, I mean, I guess criticisms I would have. Well, at, up for, I don't think we ever said how we felt about this movie, although I think it's probably clear by now, right? Like, I think we both enjoy this movie. We both enjoy it. Yeah. yeah. What do you think? Do you have, do you have uh, 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 any like hesitations about this movie? No, there's a couple of like, like I don't think the sister would have given Mike another chance at the end. Like I think she, well, I think she would have been grateful. It's like, oh, I heard what you did for my brother, and that's really cool. But like, I don't uh, know, maybe, uh, maybe. But like for the most part, I think it's a pretty good movie, pretty well done. Is, okay, I have a question for you: Is the sister in the sequel? I don't think she is. She might be in the very really? beginning. I can't. Here's I can't thing. remember. So for people wondering, there's this whole there's this whole thing with the sister, and this is the sister of the the apprentice to mike um and she's like very concerned that he's gonna get her brother uh wrapped up in and bad things and he does get wrapped up in bad things but it's not mike who Mm. really does it no it's not um it's the lifestyle Mm -hmm. though it's the people around mike like there's definitely shady people um so there's a scene where she goes over and he's like so passed out because he took something that i think ecstasy um i mean that he can't be woken up he's od'd like he's like vomited and yeah. is is yeah like yeah but he'll be fine it's fine sure he'll be fine sure um and so she's like you can't play with mike no more and she has uh, her attitude for most of the film is like she already she looks i don't know if you got this tom on her face she looks like she already regrets sleeping with magic mike without having <laughs> it slept hasn't with happened him. yet <laughs> yeah like every time every interaction she has this face of like oh i'm gonna fuck this guy oh uh, man. that's not it uh that's not that's not and, the way that's not the way <laughs> <laughs> and the hang-up becomes uh, i guess this is what it is is that what what is her hang-up why all right so uh, what happens what's is, her hang-up with what well Mike approaches her. I, 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 yeah, I guess I need to explain more quickly. But Mike comes to her after that, apologizes, and is like, it's going to be different. You know, I'm going to go to Miami. I'm going to make enough money and I'm going to start my business. And she's like, I don't think you will. I think it'll just be more and more of this. And there's this idea of it's shameful that he will become like a 40 year old stripper 
Um, and then at the end, he misses the big show. Uh, the brother takes over, takes his position. Mm-hmm. And Mike goes to her house and is like, I'm not going to go to Miami. And she's like, let's fuck. Uh, and she's like, she's she's down. Mm-hmm. Uh, because they had this flirtatious thing where she was like, I don't know. I don't know if I could date someone like you. You know, that kind of shit. So is her hang up just that he is a sex worker? No, I think it's the 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 specific kind of work that it is is it's it's a okay. it's about partying it's about she says later it's the lifestyle when he has a conversation well i'm not my lifestyle and it's like well you kind of are right uh, and so <laughs> the, the question is though why would she uh, why would it just him not going to miami be enough then because like the drugs the lifestyle that doesn't really go away with the job right like if I mean, if someone was if like you had a job giving... where your job was to go out every night at clubs to be an entertainer at clubs specifically to try to pick up women and be around hard drinking hard not hard drugs but like party drugs which you know to lead to hard drugs anyway like four right. or five nights out of the week is a lot different than not doing that four or five nights out of the week yeah and that's why I'm not I'm not coming down hard on the morality of this it's a weird situation that they created because they make it so that the thing that makes her turn is him quitting a job as a sex worker, mm-hmm. not quitting the lifestyle necessarily. Cause those, I still think those are two different things. If someone's addicted to drugs, they're not going to not be addicted to drugs after quitting Correct. the job. So like, shouldn't she be more concerned about that than what he does? And I know it, the movie is ambiguous about it. The movie doesn't posit him as a drug addict either, though. And no, I guess not. But that's the issues she has: is the lifestyle, the brother with drugs. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it also has to do with it being. It ties the sex work to the lifestyle mm-hmm. immediately. Like he's not working at a good place. No. But by doing that, it, the boat, the two things are tied together so much that by him quitting it uh, and her forgiving him for quitting it, it's sort of like I had more questions at the end. That's why I was wondering if she's in the next one because he's back. He's back to to stripping in the next one, right? Yeah, they're like they're like trying to. I, I seem to remember it's like they're trying to. They're going. It's like a tour, a strip tour. Yeah, for so, to aren't they trying to get money for something specific? Yeah. I don't know. They're teabagging across the USA. Yeah, That's all are. I remember. But like, if she's there still supporting him, then that answers the question. Uh, but if she's not there, mm-hmm. then is it the lifestyle that she actually... Is it the lifestyle and the occupation? I don't know. I don't know either. It's what it's... I, mean, I guess you have to... You need philosophers to uh, tackle this I guess, in the future. Yeah, probably. I, I don't know if no, she's I, in I, Magic Mike XXL, then that answers it. I mean, I also think it has it probably. I mean, the movie doesn't say any of this directly, but um, I think it also has to do with uh, just stability. Like she's a person who has like a a typical nine to five. The guy she's dating before is is some chud that also has a typical nine to five, but it's a really good yeah, paying job. Was, yeah, that guy was insufferable. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah <laughs> they did good when whenever they needed like a wiener guy show up like hi how's it going hi i'm like a wiener. They, they had they <laughs> like, got some oh, real you guys good got the perfect wiener <laughs> yeah, yeah you're yeah, calling yeah, people in wieners. out from the next room yeah come here and check out this wiener <laughs> 
this guy's a real wiener. You're going to love it. Yeah, um, exactly. yeah, I think I, so. I think the idea of somebody having like a stable, steady job is probably something that appealed to this character. I don't know, man. It's I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I'm I I, I have news for you. That actress who plays, I believe the character is Brooke, yes, right? Yep. She's not in Magic Mike XXL. Yeah, that makes sense. So they better they better explain that shit. I gotta watch the sequel again. Mm-hmm. I gotta find out what happens here. Sure. Because I don't know. I, I, you're right, is that she has a different lifestyle than him. But then maybe they're not compatible, man. Yeah, that's probably it. I we think don't, she's going to bail. I think she's going to fuck him and bail. Probably. I mean, that's kind of what happens. Yeah. I don't know. I think she's. I think he's like an itch she needs to scratch. Because she was just like, the whole movie, she's like, all right, fuck it. You're like a you're like a fucking human dog. You're like a mog, mm-hmm. Channing Tatum. Yep. But she's like following him around. With she's into boots. it with rockets. skates. yeah, exactly. <laughs> with rocket. Oh fuck! I gotta watch that movie. Yeah, you do again. Fuck. Mm-hmm. God, what a career. Yeah, it's been pretty incredible. Yeah, it's really it's been a great ride for Channing Tatum. Mm-hmm. That uh that cop scene. Yes. Uh, maybe wonder are there pre-Trump films the way there are pre-9/11 films? Um, uh, pr- probably. Yeah. Right. Like what? Like movies, in the sense that movies that are like seem naive at, uh, before a certain point. Oh hell yeah! Oh hell yeah! Or like seem the like American yeah. president. The American the president. motion picture. Pre, the motion picture. That's a pre Dave. a lot of things. <laughs> um, Dave. Dave. The yeah. motion picture. I just this feels like one of those. This is so in, like in what way specifically? I don't know. The, the cop scene reminded me of it because I was just like, oh, I would be freaked out if two cops showed up and barged their way in. Yeah, I mean that's a uh, that's a that's a classic. That's, like I know it's a stripper trope. Yeah. I know uh, that was just making me think of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not saying this film is that. I'm saying this film is uh, uh, extremely like positive and low stakes and. I mean, it's not like movies can't be that now. Mm -hmm. There was just a sort of amount of optimism in it. You know, like you ever watch a pre-9-11 film that's not like about anything 9-11, but it just feels like a pre-9-11 film? Yes. Yeah. And that's what I'm wondering, if this gives off that vibe. No, not at all. You don't think so? No, not really. (laughs) I didn't didn't get that read from it. All right. That's fine. Yeah. I'm glad it's fine. Yeah. No, I'm glad it's fine, too. (laughs) I'm just wondering if we're too close to it. What do you mean? I don't know. I feel like <laughs> I feel like there's going to be a, a certain. You know what I think it is? Is I think we need more movies made now to to make that determination. Does that make sense? No, I'm. I don't know what you're talking about. Really? No, I'm not following you. What? You don't think that there's a certain uh, type of movie that happens before or after a national tragedy uh-huh. or a big national event? You don't think that there's a certain mood on the ones before it and after it, despite what they're about? Oh, yeah. For Yes, yes. There yeah. are movies that have that, for sure. Like I said, if you watched like a romantic comedy that was pre-9-11 versus one that was post-9-11, mm-hmm. uh, you'd see a difference, right? There'd be a possibly not always there's not not because it's not every there's not every single movie that that had that suffers from right and my question i guess was was would this do you think put out that vibe it doesn't to me okay i think maybe the sequel might because the sequel's the sequel is much more like 
rosy, I guess. And right. it's all about this positivity. One is, yeah. This one's like kind of more sinister. It is. It is darker than I expected it to be. It again, closer to Scarface than I thought exactly, this movie was going to yeah, be. Exactly. Yeah. So no, I don't I didn't I, know, don't... I didn't think there was going to be a drug anything. Oh yeah. So I didn't Ooh, think yeah. there was going to be a where's my money scene. <laughs> With uh, Gabriel Iglesias. Of all it is people. the most it is the most polite where's my money scene well, I've seen in a movie. Because he's not he's not the one that owes them. That's the yeah, only exactly. that's the only reason it's being it's going no, politely. They're like they're like you're a very good friend. Bye. <laughs> yeah. You know like it's 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 so weird. Right like that scene where like the two goons are counting the money behind him and Gabriel Glace is like, "Well, look, we can go. You don't have to do this. We can go find him and see if he's got it." Right. <laughs> he's like, "Nah, he doesn't have so it." So it's like the, There's the a lot exact of... opposite of breaking his legs. They're like, "You don't have to. Yeah. We can go see if he's got this other guy's got the, the money." There's a bit of that where I felt like I was going to see more drama. Like the part where he's not telling his sister that he's a dancer and like it's you you you're sitting there like just fucking tell her. And then the next scene is her finding out. And she's like, "Yeah, he told me." And it's like, "Then show it in the scene. You're driving me nuts there, Magic Mike." Where she's like finding the box of stuff, mm-hmm. and it feels like it's going to be like a thing. Well, and then it's not. Well, it sort it sort of is. It establishes we're given very little time um to kind of get to know either Mike or Adam's character before they're thrown together and the plots of the, the film unfold. So right. I think that scene was just further describing Adam's relationship with his character. It's like, he's, he's a bum. He's a fucking piece of shit. Right. Like he's a mooch that doesn't feel like he owes, he just takes from people. And that's, oh, and yeah. that, and that comes full circle in the end. He just takes from people. Yeah. That's a hell of a thing because they do set it up where he steals from work mm-hmm. at the beginning. Yeah. And I, I was thinking like, that's a real scumbag thing for the main well, character to pay do. Pay attention to the very next scene after that, when he gets home, like this is the biggest, this is the biggest scene for him. I think yeah. in, in pointing out his character, he's sitting there playing video games on his sister's couch where he's living. And she comes in and it's like, how did work go? He's like, ah, well I quit because the foreman accused me of stealing. It's like, no, you didn't quit. He, acute. He, he fired. He, he well. He didn't fire him. He said. Um. So he must have just quit because what you hear the foreman say is. Um. I said that it says one pep. It says one Pepsi per worker or oh, whatever. Right. I'm gonna count this and if and uh, and it's like now I got to go do inventory and I'm gonna come to you for it. So he didn't fire him. He's just like don't do this again and I'm I'm taking this out of your pay. Right. But and like he enough. he turns it into I quit because he accused me of stealing. It's like no, you stole. Right. <laughs> And he right, caught it was you. Lo- it was low stakes, but it was yeah. yeah. It's yeah. You you stole like a dollar fifty, which makes it even for some reason more insulting. I guess I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, not, not, actually, he, not really. He not really. He well, they do a good job. At, you're right. Is that he gives off like these light scumbag vibes, but since they keep the stakes low enough. Mm-hmm. That it's like, well, oh, this person is worthy of redemption. Well, f- like you don't you don't know if they're a character that's going to change positively or negatively right right it's and then later on in the same it's like the very next thing you talk about in that scene where he's playing not wearing a tie yeah he's like well i have or had that interview at that insurance company or whatever it was and she was like well did you go i said well they wanted me to wear a tie and she's like well couldn't you just worn the tie and he's like you know my rules right like it's like so he's just one of these clear 
He's just a bum. <laughs> right. Again, it's a it's he's an a, interesting arc because total scumbag, the arc yeah. for him is he's a bum. And in a movie, like you get a you know, he could have been a Marty McFly type, you know? Like kind of a bum uh or, or a slacker mm-hmm. as it is put for Marty. And uh and then like grows and learns stuff. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. And so you assume that's what it is, but the message of the film is like, nah. He just sucks. No, he just got worse. <laughs> as he got, as, he just got worse. As he got money, he just got worse. Yeah, yeah. That's the weird thing about this movie, I guess, is the morality of it. Not that we're we need to like, hi, like overanalyze it, but it, it's not coming down on uh, the profession. Um, it's just this. It's weird. It's like this sort of stagnant moral. Of like with with Mike, it it also feels like it's just him becoming bummed out and quitting, and like that's uh, I don't know. It's a weird. It's a you know what I mean. Like it's a weird direction kind for of, arcs to go. Yeah, this is how I interpreted that. Is it's he gives up a lot. Like we know he has thirteen thousand dollars saved. He gives up ten thousand to cover Adam's yeah. drug debt, um, yeah. which guts him. Like he has to basically start all over again. Yeah. Um, and he has that scene in the club where he leaves. Um, well, no, that's after this. He has a scene where he goes um, to talk to Adam, and Adam's just like is extremely nonchalant about what he's done. Yes. Um, and in that scene, like Channing Tatum doesn't really speak. He just lets Adam talk, and he doesn't like he kind of puts down what he was doing and is. Uh, real like cavalier about being like, oh, we're just, just you know, just remember, just remember how I was three months ago, and then you brought me into this, and now look at us now, and look at me now, and we're gonna go to Miami and hit it big. So it's like in that scene, it's like he's kind of, I guess, like in in in, in the next scene where he's talking to the sister about uh, paying the debt off, and she's like, I heard what you did for me. He's like, I didn't do that for him. I think that's supposed to mean. He feels guilty for what he did. Hundred percent. What he brought, bring this person into life. A hundred percent. Yeah. Um, so he's like sort of again, absolving himself of it, I guess, with that. But I guess the question is, he didn't bring him into the lifestyle. He brought him into the job. Right. So but he, so he came into contact with like Gabriel Iglesias, who gives him the drugs to sell and gets him. Right. So it's like it's not a you know you would tell this person, well, it's not really your fault, man. Um, he, right. he's, he, he made his own choices there, but you would understand how somebody would feel guilty about putting him in contact with those people. Yeah. It's just, uh, there, and then of course the sister says like, he's going to do what he's going to do, yeah. which I think is the correct thing. Yes. As I don't think Taters owes him anything. No, uh, but I think it was because to get right with that part of himself and also because he didn't, you know, I don't know. He's, yeah. he's, he, he, he likes, weird... he likes her. So he's bailing her brother out. Yeah, I guess what it comes down to is it's the movie is way more real mm-hmm. uh, than it needs to be in terms of this stuff, which is like he he loses ten grand, he doesn't go to Miami. It's sort of like, and then the brother like goes, and he might have a relationship with the sister, and he doesn't know what he's gonna do, and then the movie ends, and it's like, geez. <laughs> Like that, that was uh, way more like real. It's not, it's not like a dark ending necessarily. No, I don't think it is. And then like the guys come in to break his legs and then he just pays them off and they're like, all right, take it easy. Yeah. Like it's, it's, it's almost anticlimactic in a lot of ways. Um, and not in a bad way. Like, again, I like this film a lot. I just think it's very interesting the way they chose to 
tell the story and the, and what the arcs are mm-hmm. in it. Yeah, it's a it's 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 like I I'm thinking of the idea of like if you looked visually at an arc, um, you know, which is supposed to look like an arc, but it feels like a kind of a flat line and then a dip down for like Channing Tatum. Because mm-hmm. he doesn't, he doesn't seem like he needs anything at the beginning. It's it's the story of Channing Tatum just kind of getting bummed about his place in life. Yeah, and it's, then it's, being like, it's him reevaluating. I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah, exactly. It's it's him coming to yeah. a decision and being like, I need to try something else to yeah. to try and get what I want. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, and I don't think it it makes a morality judgment about. I don't think it's trying to. No, it's not trying to uh, exactly. Yeah. I think it, I think it, like every movie you're you know there'll be things to take from it that the movie didn't necessarily intend. Mm-hmm. Uh I just think it's like it's it's a it's a very fascinating film like you said that that guy become, becomes the antagonist and like textbook antagonist as in the thing that causes change in the protagonist that's what the protagonist or the person we think is the protagonist starts as and then it's of course him who who creates the arc in Channing Tatum at the end. Yeah. I don't know. It's a cool dynamic. It's it's I I I know Soderbergh didn't write this. Who wrote this? Um I I don't know. Reed Carolyn. Whoever I, that is. I believe you. Yeah. He wrote Magic Mike XXL as well. Sweet. Yeah. And he produced White House Down, Tom. Yeah, you know what? With Channing Tatum. Yeah, you you you, you uh <laughs> You hit your wagon to that star, man. Yeah, fuck. He he's writing a movie called Dog. Ah, damn, it's a family movie. Uh, fuck, because it's a about an army ranger and his dog embark on a road trip uh, along the PCH, starring Channing Tatum. Hell yeah. Yeah, but it's family. I don't need that shit. No. How am I gonna watch that? Yeah, what? what I don't have a family. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's that's how they do that, right? Yeah, that's how they do that. Remember Fox, Foxcatcher? I was thinking about it throughout this movie. Yeah. That's like, why didn't you do more of that? I don't know. The only thing... You're not going to ask him? I, no, I, I, no. I mean, I will if, <laughs> I, I will the next time I see him. I will ask him. Okay. Okay, good. Um, I think Yeah, I think the only thing missing from Foxcatcher really was uh, a spirited dance Matthew? sequence. Oh, yeah. We never talked about the penis. Oh, right. Well, the, I, yeah. The, the figurative huge dick is Adam. <laughs> Yeah, Adam's the figurative huge dick. And the literal dick. huge dick and is then, Big Dick Richie, of course. Yeah, there's a big old dick. Yep. Just a... Um, just a we don't get to see it. Just a it's monster like a, hog. Yeah, they handle it like the... Uh, the shark and jaws. Yeah, the shark and jaws. Thank you. Yeah. Um, where you see hints of it. Mm-hmm. But even the shark and jaws, you eventually see it. This is like it stays in the shadows. That's true, yeah. It never, like, it never come, it's like Chekhov's dick. Like, it never, but it never comes back. Right, so it's like Harvey the Rabbit. Yeah. It's like we see, yeah, yeah, we yeah, see yeah. signs that it's there, but. But we never actually get to see it. We see it. the evidence of it. Yeah, it should have been at the end, like, that dick mm-hmm. solves, like, beats up the mob. Yeah. Mobsters. Mm-hmm. Like, he swings that thing around like a fucking nunchuck. Yeah. Man, see that's a film. Yep, it cracks open and ten thousand dollars fly out. It's like, oh, I don't have to pay anymore. Well, yeah, or he he ejaculates the money. Yeah, there, you, that's it. There it is. Like a like a slot machine. Mm-hmm. Like it just comes out in coin form. Yeah, and he just oh, I was buries about, the mobsters. I was thinking about wads of cash, like a t-shirt cannon. 
Oh, okay. Like, just like, oof. Like, wads of cash spraying out. Uh-huh. Like, all rolled up. It'd, and it'd, just be, like, it'd, be, like, it'd, it'd be like semi-automatic. Okay, not, semi-automatic. Not, not a full spray. Like a poop, 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 poom, poom, poom. Like a... Yeah. Like burst, like a three three round burst. Yeah, strategic three round burst of, of, uh, like, of money come. Of like money come, yes. Mm-hmm. Would it be moist? Um, I mean, probably. Yeah. If we really want to stick the landing of this ending, you got to go all the way, right? So yeah, uh-huh. no, it would be moist, definitely. But not like bloody. <laughs> not bloody, right? <laughs> <laughs> I hate this conversation. Yeah, what are we doing? <laughs> Look, um... <laughs> You can't make us watch Magic Mike without us, uh, uh, like theorizing about a guy coming money. Yeah, like that's just gonna happen. That's that's your fault. Yeah, exactly. You did this. Um, shout out to the line: "How pregnant did you get that girl's mouth?" Jeez, <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Beautiful, beautiful oh, line. Man. Yeah, poetry. Oh, that's the other thing. I I don't know. He's he's also got that uh, Olivia Munn. Oh yeah, arc. Mm-hmm. Where it feels like, and I, I get the idea where it feels like he's being left behind. Yes. I think that's the idea, is he feels like his job is that he is a fling. He he is a fling um, in his life and not just his job. I guess I would have, and I guess Magic Mike 2 might have done this. I just would have liked a version where he's just like, it's not it's not the sex work. It's not the stripping. It's just who i am right I need to change. I'm, sp- I'm spinning my wheels is what it is because she's yeah, she's like that's the idea i'm six weeks from uh graduating you know right as, as, and then she graduates and she gets engaged and yeah yeah so it's like yeah. six six weeks from he is he is six years into this saving money for his store and he's nowhere closer that we after we right. after we see that bank scene we we know right it's all very uh, like a relatable mm-hmm. idea um it's just it's so real again the ending where he's just like i guess i'm just gonna find something else and then the movie ends. yeah i mean he still, he, like, still has other, he still has his other work yeah 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 but he's even farther away from his goals it's a dark ending yeah no it's he a gets, dark ass ending yeah. for magical mike yeah uh and it's just i don't know I wanted to see them like hold a big like stripper show and get him his money back. Mm-hmm. Like that's the tone I wanted. And I think it's because I saw Magic Mike XL first where I'm just expecting a more like cheery Hollywood tone. And then it just got real, real at the end. Yeah. I don't know. Like again, coming money. Like that's the movie I think we needed was yeah. coming. I money. mean, that's what everything before it had set up. Yeah. You know, no, you can't. Sh- that yeah. was that was the tone the of pump? this film. That shot of the pump. It's like <laughs> yeah. it's clearly foreshadowing that that dick is going to come in later. Yeah. and save the day and save those two who are on screen. Because while we see the, the dick main, pump in the corner. Yeah, it's the it's the brother right looking at the dick. Mm-hmm. So like naturally, that dick is going to knock him out at some point later in the movie. Yeah, or knock some sense into him. It'll be or a, knock some sense a, a, into a dick him. of wisdom. Yeah, a wisdom dick, exactly. Mm-hmm. Something, you know, just it's yeah. It's weird the dick didn't come back, for sure. Uh that's that's all I got in my notes. Uh, <laughs> I mean, 911, I mean, Matthew McConaughey. I mean, it was three pages of this. <laughs> yeah. Well, again, special shout out to McConaughey. Seriously. He is look, everybody's great in this, but you couldn't have picked a better person. Right. To play the greasy ass just like just the villainous club head, owner club owner yeah, yeah it's amazing 
he's amazing did he did wolf of wall street this year too right I, yeah this yeah this is 2012 i'm pretty sure that was 2012 so he's just he's just that's that was just the the roles he was taking <laughs> that was his vibe that year when did he do dallas buyers club i don't remember i think it was before this okay okay yeah i was about to say this feels like a detox for him where he's like enough of that acting shit i'm just gonna be myself in in a few movies yeah uh, I'm just going to be the weird grease ball shirtless uh, showing some taint. We see like right into him mm-hmm. in this movie. We do. We see right. We, we look right down the barrel. We look through him like a telescope. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. We see the back of his teeth in this fucking movie. It is incredible. Yep. That alone right there should be enough to get you to rent it. Yeah. Uh, that's the thing is I feel like this is a movie I wish we could have brought something new because everybody's seen this fucking movie, right? Like, I think at this point, I, yeah. I feel like I'm the last person to see this movie. Uh, yeah, I feel like you probably are too. Yeah. Oh shit! He did Dallas Buyers Club between these two movies. Hell yeah! He did Magic Mike, went to Dallas Buyers Club, and then went to Wolf of Wall Street. Perfect. That is a hell, and then straight into True Detective. Mm-hmm. My God, McConaughey. What a fucking hero. This is also his, like, McConaissance, isn't it? Yeah. I just realized that. Like, uh, Lincoln Lawyer... Lincoln Lawyer is kind of like uh, Get Ready America. Yeah, he's coming back. Yeah, and then he did uh, The Paperboy, which, you know, no one saw. Uh, and then he was full into the McConaissance. Like, Magic Mike was basically him... That was that was him peeking out from the curtain. Yeah. And being like, here I come. Good for him. Yeah. All right, that's all I got. Yeah, Tom. no, I don't have anything else. Okay, okay, I feel like we fully I think, covered. I think we did our Magic job. Mike, I think right? we did what we were supposed to do. Jeez, uh, the ghost of Dave Thomas. Thank you so much. He actually gave us several things to choose from, uh, uh, but obviously Magic Mike. Like, yeah, there was never any other any obviously. other choice. No, no, it was always going to be Magic Mike. Yeah. Um. So yeah, thank you. Thank you to uh, Ghost of Dave Thomas. He did this for our Patreon. If you're interested, you can check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash gamefully unemployed. We have exclusive podcasts there like Tom and Jeff Watch Batman and um, Fox Mulder's a Maniac. That's the other one. Uh, You (laughs) You can check that out. Look, I forgot. It's fine. No, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Look, we... uh, I, it's going to take me at least an, a couple more hours to recover from seeing uh, mostly most of Matthew McConaughey's asshole. That's you don't walk away from that a, uh, 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 the same person. No, take your time with that. Yeah, I'm going to need some time. Need this to, is yeah. the most shocking thing I've seen this week. Yeah, you know. Um, yeah, um, Tommy, you want to tell us about our uh, the store? Yes, I would love to. We also have a store at tpublic.com/store/slash/gamefully-unemployed. Where you can get t-shirts, masks, mugs, stickers, posters, all kinds of things. Perhaps even a telescope made out of the anatomy of Matthew, Matthew McConaughey. McConaughey. Yeah. Yeah. He is like a telescope in that scene. He extends out. Mm-hmm. You can see right through yep. him. It's, uh, you can hear the wind whistling through him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like an old mansion. <laughs> like a haunted manor. All right. I, I do need to... Um, I, I guess represent Hannah, who I watched this with, who had comments about his nipples. Do you, did you, what are your thoughts on his nipples? I didn't, I didn't really think about him. Okay. 
we'll check them out again. Just like she, two little, she two posits little, that they are two little they rivets are on a pair of Levi's. Nipples. Mm-hmm. They're, they're they're placed weird. I guess I don't know. I'd have to really look at it. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like that's Hannah's passion as opposed to mine. I feel like that's on you. I feel like that's on her. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. Okay, then it's agreed. It's on Hannah. Yeah. All right. I'm not doing that research. <laughs> All right. Well, someone will. We'll get back to you guys about. Yeah, the we'll nipples. circle back to the nipples. <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs>